um, do some talking between each other. So why don't Sean. we all, if you guys can come in here, if there's room. Looks like we got some steam. There is room. I just left the space. room for the chat. Room here. <laughs> put this on. Do you want this mic on? I don't even need it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the walls came tumbling down. Yeah. Do you want this or not? Um, I'll have it you like this anyway. Yeah. It'll pick you up. You know? <laughs> There's more room over here. There's room here. Room on the floor, on the chair. I grew up thinking that when you go to when you go to church, you know, you get you get more serious. Yes, very serious. Right? You get more serious when you go to church. And I had a wonderful mom and dad, and and uh, church wasn't always boring. It, uh, you know, they had some good times, but it was more it was clearly more serious. Wrong. <laughs> it can be really, really just plain fun. And I'm thinking, this is fun. <laughs> And we just sang, Spirit of God, fall in this place. And when does the Spirit of God fall? He falls when He wants to, but He also falls when there's a place for Him to fall. When people are opening their heart and they're receptive. And, and I would suspect that the Spirit probably looks down and says, and I think I could land there. <laughs> I think that looks like a place that I could go, and I'd actually be welcomed. Do you know that some places the Spirit would fall and He would not be welcomed? He'd be rejected. Would He be welcome here? So, just what we sang, let's just, let's just say it, and however you would open your heart for that, however, you know, we don't make it happen, but it's like Mary prepared a place for Jesus to come. She just said, let it be. And so it's kind of like, we just, okay, you want to come? We'd sure like to have you here. So we, uh, this is your place, and we are your people. Just hold your hands out now. We belong to you. Our bodies are your temple. Like Andrew told us last week, it's not for a weekend retreat, but you work out of your home. Holy Spirit, fire of God, burn in hearts tonight. Oil of God, be poured out the top of our head. Just, it, you'll, some of you will feel it. Just be poured out now. Water of God, we want to drink. We want to drink. 
Wind of God, blow through. Blow through this room. Wind of God, just blow through. Blow out any debris that doesn't belong. We would be refreshed tonight in your holy love. Probably like two kinds of wind tonight. <laughs> two kinds? Yes. What kind? Well, the air conditioned wind. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Too many of you are breathing tonight. Quit breathing. Let's alternate. Did somebody say? Yeah. Listen, listen up. Natasha's going to share some here. Real loud. They got to hear way out, way back there. Way back. I saw in the spirit, like I saw the windows of this whole room just open up. I saw God's spirit come in just in a powerful way. And I just heard him say that he's about to release his spirit in your come life. In a really powerful yeah, way. Yes, Lord. Oh. I'll tell you Thank you, Jesus. Stay right here, Steve. Stay right here. <laughs> that was really a wonderful word. I'm just going to speak. Bible talks about speaking with my mind and speaking with the Spirit. I'm going to speak in the Spirit, and then just you just listen, because then there will come an interpretation to someone. Yeah. Whoa. house and everything and then I saw I saw like these weird kind of uh, 
they were like demonic creatures that were kind of like flying outside the windows trying to get in but then I saw these angels that were standing in front of each of the windows and they had these swords and they were just guarding and watching over and just really protecting and just uh, guarding what God's doing within this group. So Father, I thank you that you have released your spirit and I thank you that you are going to keep us and I thank you that you are going to have your way in this group and that nothing is going to stop it. (laughs) As a confirmation, uh, that word about the angels, we have seen that before, that is not... Knew that's a confirmation that they are still there. This yeah. is this is truth. God has given us angels to protect us, in in the oil. We need that Holy Spirit. Fresh we have There are going to be words spoken tonight that your own mind uh, will want to reject. Your own human nature will want to reject, and you are to listen to uh, the words spoken through the Holy Spirit. Uh, God's word, test it with God's word, and receive it with your heart. Yeah. Receive it with your heart, and with the oil of the Holy Spirit, He's going to help you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This this prayer, these words, are spoken so that we might know you better and for your glory. Yeah. I just believe the terp- the interpretation of that tongue that Paul gave is just that this is your time, Paul, that this is our time now to press into God, to go after Him with all our heart, to just run after Him with reckless abandon, that this is our time right now, this is our season, there's an open door right now, there's a window of opportunity in the Spirit and in our lives right now to go after things of God like we never had before. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. If you feel that, you yeah. believe that, just believe say yes, Lord. Yes. 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 yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We want to go after yes. you with all our heart. Yes. We don't want to hold back. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Oh, I saw another couple pictures for you as well. And I just saw, um, like, I saw the Lord, like, put this thing over your head. Like, oh, it was like this, uh, like this metal type of helmet. Thing. And it, I know it sounds funny, but it was like I just saw him putting the mind of Christ on you. Whoa. I saw him putting on Thanks. his plans and his purposes on your mind and in your mind. Whoa. And it's like it's with a, it's like it's not going to be able to be broken from your mind. It's like it's, safeguard, uh, uh, yeah. it's like a helmet kind of that you're going to be able to run. And it's like though arrows may be shot against it or something to try to pull you this way or that way. It's like there's just going to be grace on you to really walk those things out and do them. And then I saw this other picture of you and um. And you were standing on this ship, and it was like you were on the front of the ship, and you were standing, and, and Jesus was standing right next to you, and you just had your arms around each other, and you were just like, well, well where do we go, Lord? And you were just smiling with them, and it was just an adventure that he has you in right now, and you're just really, your heart is just open to whatever he wants to do, and he's going to honor that. And then I saw another picture of you, and you were standing in front of this door, and it was like, um... You were looking through the keyhole, and then it was like you were uh, you were just starting to open up the door, and there was all the stuff that God had inside there for you, that He's been preparing you for, that He has set up for you, that He's been waiting for the right time to release in your life. And it was like you just opened the door, and you stepped right into those things that God has been waiting to give you. Yeah. And as you saw Him, you were just blown away, and you were like, God, is this all for me? I can't believe that you have this for me. And God, I thank you for the good things that you have in store for him and I thank you for what you're going to do in his life in this season I 
thank you for the work that you have done in his heart, and I ask that you would continue with God. I ask that you would go deep, yeah. and I ask that you would burn inside of him in ways that he has never hungered before, yeah. in ways he's never encountered you before. I pray that in this season that he would encounter you. God, that yeah. he would touch you, that he would see you. Yeah. Let's just stay here in this minute for a second. Can Karen, can you come up and sit and fall? Yeah. I, I just feel really strongly. I, I, I hear the urgency in, in yeah, the top voice, and I really feel like this is a holy moment right now that we can, we can really press in in prayer. Pray for your leaders. And, and the reason we're here is because, because of these two. It's because of the Lord, number one. It's because of these two being obedient to the Lord that, that we're here tonight. I, I want to press in and really yep. press in for these two right now and this family and this house. Yeah. And really, really, really come I want to encourage you in your daily prayer life to really be lifting this family and this house up. Yes. I think this is just, I just really sense in the Lord, Paul, this is a really, really urgent season. I know you feel it. Cool, cool. And I just agree with, with those words and pictures in the top of your head and, and the urgency of this hour. Yeah. Yes. There, there's something to be taken that hasn't been taken before right now. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, I just saw another picture. Of, uh, it was like one of those, I don't know, one of those hourglass things. And it's like you were kind of looking at it and you were watching it. You know, the things that like the sand falls through and then it's like it kind of counts time or whatever. And it was like, it was looking like it was getting empty or something. And you were just like, nope. And you turned it upside down again. And I just heard the Lord saying that he's just beginning and that you guys are just beginning. So God, I thank you that this is a new season. And I thank you that there's new things and things that they've never known before. Things that they've never seen before. I thank you for what they've experienced in ministry in the past. And I thank you for what you've done. In their lives in the past. But God, I thank you that this is a new page. This is a new day. And I thank you, Father, that you're just beginning, that you are just beginning in their lives. Father, that they shouldn't even be thinking that you're about to be through with them or anything like that because you're just beginning. Oh, thank you. Oh, And I had a dream uh, night before last with a window. And I wrote down window of opportunity. Oh, more dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really confirmed. Yeah. There were several others, but I'm not like pictures. Keep pressing in on those you that have a prayer. Yeah, I speak increase to dreams and then sleep. Increase to dreams, Jesus. More, more dreams and knowledge and wisdom for for us to take hold of, Lord. I pray that you would just speak to them as they sleep. Give them rest, their bones and the spirit. As they rise each morning, let them uh, rise on your wings, oh Lord, your strength. Jesus, I speak an increase to dream specifically, Lord. Lord, continue to give them clear vision on where to go next, Father, and continue to give them your strength and blessings, Lord. Yeah. Karen, I just saw a picture of you, and you had this blindfold on your eyes. And I just saw Jesus, and he just took you by the hand, and he was just leading you. And um, there was just this excitement on your face. It's like he has these surprises and these things that are hidden for you that he's just going to blow you away with. And then um, 
I know. I don't know. It, it was just like I saw. Like it was just. It was easy for you to trust him. And then I just saw um, Paul. I just saw you just coming alongside of him too. You didn't have a blindfold on, but you were just kind of walking alongside, just saying, "Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord." Um, and then I, I saw this uh, this picture of you, Paul, and you had these tongs, and you pulled this coal out of a fire that was just uh, just yeah. this really bright ember that was just like fire hot. It was just glowing. And God, I thank you that you are just placing a fire in them, Father, that's going to go deep, that's going to wreck them to the core. And Father, I thank you that you are going to use them, God, in such a powerful way, Father, to stir such a fire in the hearts of the young people that are around them, Father, and the other people who are of the same age and throughout the body of Christ. I thank you for the deposit that you are placing inside of them. God, I thank you for the revelations that you're going to bring through your word in this season. Just increase the hunger. Just stir the hunger up, Father. I really feel like the Lord is saying that as the wind of the Lord blows, the eyes, eyes will be open. Thank you. I heard um, you have sown, so you will reap. And I just feel like the Lord wants to begin uh, this reaping process. Um, and to show the fruits of your labor. You've, you've seen some, but what you've seen is only a very small portion of what is actually there, and it's only going to increase exponentially um, in this next season. I also um, believe that the Lord wants to pour out His blessings on you. He has so much blessing that He's just going to lavish over you with that you won't even know what to do with it, that He's going to pour out so much. So God, we just say yes to that. Pour out your spirit, pour out your blessing. I thank you for, for the integrity of, of this man and his family, and the character of this man and his family, the, the character that has stood the test of time. And that God, you have developed in the fire of affliction, in the fire of trial. And, and Lord, I, I just, in front of you and for all these people, I just want to affirm Paul's leadership of community time. We honor you, Paul, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for making these two the watchmen. We just ask that you just download revelation into their hearts as to what it means, a sobering weight, of what it means to be the watchman and the shepherd of a flock. We ask that you give them the grace to be bold in that leadership. I just speak out of Ezekiel 33 over you that says, um, if the watchman hears the trumpet and does not sound the alarm, and he is held accountable for that. So I bless you with that, Paul. I bless you with that authority and that opportunity to head a flock and be a father of a yeah, tribe. Mm -hmm. We anoint you as our father oh, today, yes. Paul. Karen, we anoint you as our mother and bless you with that. What's the date today? 10th. 10th. Let's remember that date. This is significant. Amen. This is significant. Yes. Um, there's, not, there's some more. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God's not done yet. <laughs> um, I just. Yeah, it's gone. I just heard the Lord saying that He's really going to teach you, um, give you wisdom about spiritual warfare and insight into spiritual warfare in this season. And I saw you just even 
um, you walked up and you saw like the statue or this dragon type of thing and you looked at it and you just started laughing at it. And then I saw you just like attack it and just Whoa. bring it down. And um, I just heard him saying that he's going to teach you how to bring down strongholds. So Father, I thank you that you're going to show him how to combat these things and things that others see as so difficult. I thank you, Father, that you're just going to give him a grace to do it and it's not going to be something that he has to strive at or struggle with. But Father, that you're going to anoint his hands to bring the strongholds down, to bring the barriers down. Father, to make those things that look so big in the eyes of people become very small in a matter of time. What I'd like those of you that have given words to do is if you could write them down. Are we recording? Yes, we're good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 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 as well. Good. Can I confirm what I'm getting that this is not a fight against flesh and blood. This is a fight against principalities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just pray right now. That I, just, I, just, I just pray strength over these, these couple, God. They, they've done mighty things for your name, but Lord, it's just a small thing in comparison to what you have, Lord. You're going to do great right. things to them. They're going to fight right. with your armor, Lord. They, they're gonna, wow. Your armor is upon them, Lord. Yeah. Your Bless armor you, is upon Jesus. them, and you will equip them, Lord. Give them strength to fight against the, the principalities that are trying to keep people from freedom, God. You have just scraped at the surface of the freedom and the truth that you will bring through this couple, God. And I just thank you, God, that you have, that you have given them such vision and such a such a diligence, Lord, in doing your word. And God, I just, again, I just I, uh, reinforce that vision of slaying the dragon, God. Because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, Lord. And we just, in the name of Jesus... Thank you that you have given us the power to give to make us more than conquerors. Yes. You know, if it's something, if it's something puny, it's not worth resisting. So we can take it as a compliment that uh, where God is taking us is being resisted, and uh, it's not a fair fight. God versus the devil. You shouldn't even be using the same sentence. <laughs> We win. God is the uncreated. <laughs> Let's just stay here a minute in this mode, guys. Like, listen, okay, for those of you who have never experienced this, this is what we mean by prophecy. Prophecy is an instantaneous communication from the Spirit of God to you. It's just simply stating what's on God's heart. We typically think of prophecy as a future thing, but it's also what's on God's heart for now. It's also just speaking forth truth. We believe anybody can receive this from the Lord. And when this starts happening in a, more, in, in a more dramatic way, and when many people are getting it, we like to stay in that moment because the Lord is moving. The Lord's moving on several of you. You guys may receive pictures, you may receive images, you may receive thoughts or words. And so we're just going to stay here in a moment. And we want this is what it means by being sensitive to the Spirit. When God does something, you drop and you just go with what He's doing. And, and also, if, if you're not if you're not so sure about this, you're confused. That is okay. Is, I mean, if you've never seen this before, then you're probably like, "What in the world?" Is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that's okay. We want we want to affirm that. That's okay. And we can just encourage you to to go, I mean, just we'll give the teaching next week. Exactly. Scripture speaks about this. Yes, it does. It, yeah. it, you can go with the bulletin. You know, I did that for many years as a pastor. I put together a bulletin. But the one passage in Scripture that speaks about a New Testament worship service, 1 Corinthians 14, it says when you come together, each one. In other words, there's not one superstar. Yeah. That you can come, different ones can give something. Yeah. And it includes a, a song, a revelation, 
it, it also says something about a tongue. Yeah. That's what I did, and, and that may be new to you, and if it's new to you, I'd understand if you're a little afraid. It's new, it's different. But Scripture speaks about that, and when it's done in this kind of fashion, where people are being built up, it's, it's certainly appropriate. Strengthen. That tongue that you gave, um, I really do believe that I received interpretation. I really desired that gift, and I prayed for it a lot. And, but I'm still working on it, kind of. Like, when you started getting it, it was like, I got it. But then I think that, you know, I'm, I'm growing it, but I should have, like, started speaking it and then let you speak. And then kind of like how interpreters speak, you know, when somebody's giving, they speak a little bit, and then the interpreter speaks. And so I'm just, that's just something that I'm growing in. But the prayer that you prayed, I really, you know, you're like the high, you're like our, you know, a priest, you know, God has made us priests. And kings and, and royal and royalty and um here's another thing to, to note quick too on the interpretation it, it's it's an interpretation interpretation not a translation it's not someone can give a 30 second tongue and give a three minute interpretation it's not word for word you don't try to like match it up it's not like okay. this part of the tongue meant this that's not what it is it's like god will supernaturally download and all all he's saying right now is an interpreted tongue is a prophecy. Mm -hmm. So the prophecies that were given, it's the same thing as if Paul gives a tongue and then the interpretation comes. So that's what it, an interpreted tongue is a prophecy. Paul makes it really clear. But the, the prayer that you're praying, I really, um, like, during worship and, like, just in my own life, like, there's, like, this overwhelming sense of a need for to be able to break free and to be able to break loose and to not be to have any shame or like um, fear to do so. You're you're praying up yourself and you're feeling that for yourself or was that for, for myself? Um, for myself. Let me just stop and pray with you and pray with anyone else that is saying, I really need more freedom yeah, in the gifts of the spirit. The gifts of the Spirit aren't sufficient all by themselves. We need the fruit of the Spirit. And if we exercise the gifts of the Spirit without the fruit, what does Paul say? What does it amount to? It's just making noise. But we do want the gifts. That doesn't mean, okay, I'll just take the fruit and we'll leave out the gifts. No, we want them both. Because the gifts of the Spirit bring us the supernatural ministry of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit gives us the supernatural character. And we want to match the heart, the character of love and patience with power, with signs, with wonders, with prophetic words. So I want to pray with you, and then we're going to take the next uh, step here. Thank you. Thank you that you are far more generous to give than we are to receive. And thank you that you have uh, created an openness here tonight. My, oh my, you created such an openness. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The prayer that I've seen answered the quickest and the most consistently is the prayer, Come Holy Spirit. Yeah. We prayed and the Holy Spirit came yeah. and stirred in hearts. And now, in these days, 
these days before us, wherever we find ourselves, some of you are places in the workplace, some of you are in school, some of you are in between, getting ready for marriage, getting ready for uh, different assignments. I pray for the stirring of the Spirit in your heart, not just now, but tomorrow and the next day, and that you be open, just like we heard prophetic words, that you be open to speak in prophetic ways, maybe to people in your work, maybe the Lord will give you something. But the Lord opens your eyes. I pray next that the Lord will give you um, authority, that uh, you'll have boldness, sensitivity in the Spirit. We believe you to upgrade the level of our spiritual awareness and our giftedness. And I say that as you step out boldly, taking a risk, it'll be there. What you need will be there. Yep. You may not think it's there when you're standing there wondering. You may even be shaking. But when you take the step, you are really pleasing the Father. You're saying, okay, I'm going to go for it. And you may be shaking in your boots, but let courage rise above fear. Mm -hmm. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is saying, I'm going to obey the Lord regardless. Mm -hmm. And as you take that step, the Spirit will be yeah. right there waiting for you. God's not quite done with these two yet, so we're going to just keep praying. We may not get to our agenda today, okay? Just, just know that. We're going to keep... Oh, sorry. All, right. All right, well, um, and as we were praying that, I, I just I got this clear vision that of, of, of an eagle just soaring in a blue sky, that he's going to give those who seek him and ask for it, that he will give them wings to fly like eagles upon Upon the skies, soar above the troubles, soar above the calamities of this world, to soar and to just have freedom. That He is offering wings to those who desire freedom, to soar and to do His will Good. with greatness and boldness, Good. without fear, soaring in the blue skies. Good. So let's just collectively, once again, just engage for Paul and Karen, ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything else. I believe there's just more for them right now. Uh, I may be wrong, and if I am, that's okay. okay. And we'll just go, but I believe there's more, yes. so let's all of us just pray for Paul and Karen. Let's just wait a few minutes. If you have a word, let's just hold on to it for a few minutes, and then go ahead out. Father, thank you for Paul and Karen. Thank oh, you so cool. much. Thank you for how you're speaking to them right now. Holy Spirit, if there's anything else you want to say to them tonight. person got the vision of the house. Um, I, once they started talking about a vision, I got the same vision that I'm pretty sure that they got, but with the demons, or with the devils being outside and such, and the angels around, and I saw inside where everybody was standing around, um, especially on some, the oil was being poured out, and that oil turned into armor, and I believe uh, what Paul is releasing, and, I mean, what, God, what the Holy Spirit is releasing on Paul and Karen, is to teach people uh, what their armor is. As, yeah. as those words are being confirmed about um, battling in the realm of virtue and in the realm of um, not in the flesh of the spirit, I believe that um, people will learn that it's not a violent thing. It's not it's not something uh, to go after, but it's something to rest in as well and to rest in His presence and just receive His children. I mean, the greatest weapon we have is just to get in His presence and stay there. So I believe that uh, what God is just pouring out 
is this, is I know a lot in Paul's ministry too, is this teaching people how to be gentle and humble and how to receive uh, the Spirit and just be relaxed and just know that, that He is a gentle God and, and He teaches us uh, how to how to rest and just sit on his lap and, and, and just and just talk to him and whisper to him. So what was he releasing is just Paul and Karen just to speak on people. And I saw a vision of Paul just touching people. And, and instantly when Paul's hand touched uh, that person's chest, it turned into armor. Whoa. <laughs> and what that was is just them receiving as a child and, and going back, yeah. not being expert on revival, not being expert on the Holy Spirit, but receiving... As what Jesus said, I, I, I hide things to the children and mm-hmm. confound things from the wise. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that we'll just go back to being as child and receiving uh, what God has and uh, a vision that I've gotten repeatedly over and over. It's just a playground of glory that the Lord uh, releases on us just to play with and have fun with. And that that is, the, uh, I believe, the biggest um, weapon that we have yeah. is just to teach people how to be children again and receive. Uh, his presence and rest. Paul's word is given about uh, about Karen walking with the, the blindfold on her eyes. Uh, conviction of my spirit since then has been that uh, it's not that she's blinded, but it's that she's been covered. And just as the Lord covers all of us as husbands and as men, we're called to cover our wives, to protect them, to defend them, to defend our families, protect our families, and to lead them in our search for God to lead them to greater understanding, greater revelation of what He has for all of us, what He has for them, and greater freedom. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that too. I felt that God had given me trust. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I, I give. If anyone, I wasn't fearful. I, so if anyone is not comfortable speaking up publicly, but you believe the Lord is giving you something, go ahead and write it down. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to give it out here. You can give it to Him later. And please write anything down. We are recording this, but some of you speak louder than others, so please write down whatever you're getting from the Lord. I got a couple things here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it goes along with just playing. I saw um, a picture of you where you guys were both just standing there, and all of a sudden this oil just started just pouring mm. out to the point where you guys were just dripping, and you're kind of just looking at each other, looking up like, what is going on? And then you both kind of just smiled at each other, and then you started playing in it, and you're throwing it at each other, and just like the joy. And so, Lord, I just pray for your joy, Lord, just your oil to come down, and even with that oil of protection, Lord, that anything will just slide off because you are there. This is your oil, Lord. Lord, over them, and I also pray your oil of healing for yes. their bodies of anything bearing weariness, um, just anything, um, just from the strain, the stress daily, even physical healing. I ask right now that you just release your healing touch in their bodies right now, Lord. Pour down your oil, pour down your oil all over them, Lord. I, I agree with those words about, about being like kids and playing, and I also I also believe that, that Paul has the ultimate balance to that in, in his soberness. And Paul, I just want to affirm that and ask the Lord that you, you would you would bless him with the soberness of the hour, and a sense of urgency and a realization of, of the hour, and the urgency of the time he lives in, uh, of the calling you have on his life. So I, Lord, Lord, I pray you bless him with those times to play and those times to be sober and <coughs> to know the difference. Yep. Amen. That's good. As there was talk of um, the headship placed over him, I believe that I was speaking how to see boldness in my Can you repeat that? 
specifically that but just that that blindfold is just your ultimate trust like uh-huh. that you're able to allow the Lord to lead you like yeah. like some people they want we want to tell the Lord where we want to go but that carrying your your entire attitude in that whole like with the smile on your face and you know you're not worried about tripping over anything you're not worried about running into anything because your trust and your hope and your knowledge of the Lord is allowing you to just be led by Him. That it doesn't matter what else is going on, that um, He has control of your life and, and you're putting your life in His hands essentially by just letting Him lead you. So I just want to pray, Lord God, that you would just increase that, both in Karen and in Paul, Lord God, that their, that their entire lives, Lord God, would be just completely in your hands, Lord God, every part, every every single bit, Lord God, every thought, every care, every dream, Lord God, would just be placed in your hands, Lord, that their entire lives would just be exactly the way you would have them be, Lord God, that their trust, Lord God, would be so firmly rooted in you, Lord, that all of us would be just encouraged by what they do, Lord God, by their example. Thank you, Jesus. Um, to add to the blindfold thing, um, I really felt like the second that she said it, that the blindfold was because God was covering your eyes to give you a surprise, and that he was leading you, romancing, romancing you, and leading you, and um, leading you to joy, and to uncovering your eyes and saying, look, look what gift I'm giving you, look what I'm bringing you to. So a total romance thing by covering your eyes. Now why would I? Why would you say that, Molly? <laughs> Involved in one. That's <laughs> good. Thank you. I have a verse I came up with. I just I happened to open 
my Bible and I was thinking about all the things that I've heard and was listening and this is where I believe God led me to read. It's uh, Job chapter 29 verses 4, 5, and 6. Just as I was in the days of my prime, when the friendly counsel of God was among the tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were around me, my steps were bathed with cream, and my rock, and the rock poured out rivers of water. I just feel like the Lord has um, more new adventures for you on the horizon. That He's got a lot of adventures planned, and also just to. Um, more about the blessing that I spoke of earlier. It's um, not just a financial blessing, but He's going to bless you in a variety of different ways. He'll bless your family line, and He's going to bless you in just hilarious ways. You're just going to be like, what? You? But it's just in a variety of ways just to show His kindness and His, and his um, sense of humor, and it's just going to be fun. Um, and also, I just felt like the Lord was just reaffirming, I will supply you with all of your needs yeah. abundantly beyond Hallelujah. what you could even ask or seek. Okay. Now, so there's, there's... you guys want to go along? <laughs> yeah. If we're going, I think, I think you're going too. If there's any other ones, why don't you guys write them down? If we're going to move on now, um, go ahead and write them down. And I want to just say a word. This, this is fun, huh? Yeah. That's what it means to do this. Now, I want for, for those of you who maybe didn't receive words or this is very new to you, I don't want you to feel unspiritual at all. <laughs> well, I didn't get a vision. I didn't get a word. Maybe I'm out of touch. No, 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 no. Don't think of it like that, okay? Next time, I mean, sometimes it's, I used to do this. I'd like strain to try to hear from the Lord. I need to hear from the Lord. And then the God just showed me, why don't you just stare? Why don't you just look at him? Smile. Think about how much you love him. And just see what comes in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Ooh. and then God started speaking to me in a dramatic way. So, look at you have. You can, you can do it to anybody. Okay, this is just like learning. You know, it's like riding a bike. You don't know how to do it at first. You kind of fall over a little bit. Once you learn how the ropes, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's easy. It's about training, not trying harder. Okay, you guys can all do this. Every single one of you. Do we have any questions or like just wants to pray about it more? Find one of us afterwards. Find Paul or Karen or Matt. I um, mean, just ask us. We could ask questions and be like, "What's going on? What is this?" And pray about it more. So. Anybody need to stretch at all? Anybody need to stand up for a second and stretch? <laughs> Are you guys hearing us out there? Do I need you to switch energy to the mic? Yeah, you're okay? Yeah, because I started singing recently and I was like, that's really crazy. I thought it was crazy to bother or something. It's good, isn't it? I want us to do one more thing. When the spirit is flowing like this, uh, if you're sitting close to somebody, just put your hand on them, put your hand on each other, and uh, 
Sarah and Andrea, just you pray for Andrea. Andrea, you pray for Sarah. Close to somebody, just just one other person. Just pray that whatever you feel led to pray for more of the Holy Spirit, for just the Spirit, just uh, just for a moment. You're out there. Do it. Yep. Do it out there too. I just see a picture of you, and it's like there's something. I don't know what this is. I have insight to it, but just like there's something that's been kind of like wrapped around your life, and it's trying to really just prevent you from just really just stepping out and being who God's called you to be. And just really just like being free. And it's like I just see God just cutting that off. And God, right now, I need, I need to just a song that's been against her spiritually anything that's been over her is just trying to hold her back. Father, I pray that it be broken tonight in Jesus' name. Just pray for her release. Father, that your spirit is inside of her. It's like his spirit in you. It's just a deep well and it's like a rushing river. It's ready to come out, but it's like something's been just holding you back at times. And Father, I pray that you would just break the dam. I pray that you would break the block and break And Father, that your spirit would flood out of her like a river. Speaking of windows, let's open a couple of them. Okay. You're breathing too much again. We like to include you in our updates. Every Thursday or so, we sent out an update to several hundred, and that's why we had you sign that, so you'll be getting on that this week. Something will be on there, a few things, let me just uh, mention them briefly. We have a prayer meeting next Monday. We have a prayer meeting here every Tuesday night from 7 to 8. We're going to have another special one next Monday here from 7 to 9. You're all welcome. From 6 to 7, we're going to be talking with Dane, who has agreed to work on a website for us. So we're just going to be talking about what that means, what Communitas is. So if you want to be on that, come at 6. And several of us felt that it was uh, time for us to uh, begin fasting one day a week. This is not a mandate, it's an invitation. <laughs> Fasting in the Bible intensifies your prayer as you say no to certain things that you have a right to have. Give us this day our daily bread. But fasting can intensify our prayer efforts. And this is a day when things are intensifying as we just heard. 
over and over and over again. <laughs> so uh, some of us will be doing that. If you want to join us, we're doing it from Monday night to Tuesday night. And we come here then and the table is spread and we break fast with uh, food here at Minotaur. So join us if you'd like to. As we prayed about how we can do a better job of caring for you, there are three things, three different levels of relationship that I have seen us uh, stepping into. Some of us are there. Three levels. We have someone that we are eye to eye with. Someone that we're close to that we share our heart with. Kind of like a spiritual equal. Somebody that we really can go deep with without a lot of difficulty. Then it would be good if we had somebody that's caring for us. Someone who has authority in our lives. Someone that we've given the right to speak into our lives. Our hope is that eventually everybody here had someone like that. Some of you have come to me and said, I'd like to have somebody like that. And we'd sure want to help provide that. Some of the more spiritual ones that have walked with the Lord a little longer in this group, we'd like you to take on some of the other ones in the group that are maybe newer in the Lord, haven't walked as long. So, uh, and then, what's that other level? What's the third level? Somebody that you would care for. Wouldn't that be wonderful if each one of you here had somebody that you were caring for and helping them to get where they need to get into their own promised land? So we're going to be praying about that and looking for that to happen little by little in this little group. And I'll tell you, if we're going there, so are you. Karen asked me about a year ago, she said, so when are you going to leave Communitas? And the reason she asked that, it was a legitimate question, is that one of the things I like to do is get things started and turn them over. That's been a pattern of starting something and then moving on. And it wasn't that I wanted to leave. It was more like a threat. Like, are you going to leave this group? Yeah. <laughs> because this is... Well, we feel no, it was a good question. Uh, yeah, it wasn't an offensive question. I said, honey, this is different. This feels different. I think this is one that we're going to hit the tape running with. So if we feel called to go somewhere, it's just you're coming along. If you wanna, if you wanna come, so my uh, recommendation would be to fasten your safety belt. Get in the car. Okay. Clint and I were up at CLBI in uh, Canada last November. Yeah. You're in love and I had spoken about uh, daring to dream, and then at the last session, I said, "Okay, let's uh, let's share our dreams." And there were quite a few that shared. And then a girl named Sam. I think her full name might be Samantha, but Sam shared, and she said, "My dream, and I'll bet it's the dream of everybody." that's a woman in this room is to marry a prince and have a family and I want 12 boys <laughs> they laugh there were 80 kids and I bet you there were about 80 here tonight there were 80 
students at CLBI, and they laughed like you did, and I wanted to keep it going, so I said, okay, anybody signing up for Sam here? Raise your hand. We're going to have a football team and a water board, just like that. And, and I, I talked to her next day. And that was Sam's dream, and it probably was a dream of most of the girls, there, maybe all of the girls. Would would that be kind of right, girls? Would you think that that could be the dream? If they're eating, probably, probably a lot of them. Anyways, yeah, maybe not twelve, huh? We, I wish we could have twelve. I, I wanted more, but as I. Time was running out. No, we were, we were getting older. And, uh, we had to, he was uh, 31 years old when yeah. we got married. I was 26. So. We're still young. That's how many years left us? Yes, now we have grandchildren. Yeah. So I talked to Sam uh, the next day, and Sam was actually a lonely girl. And she was in her little, unlike most of the kids that were there who were 18 to 21, she was a little older and uh, she expressed very positively her desire, but her heart was lonely. Can I add something and to that? Thank you. Some of us were at a um, conference this last uh, weekend, and John Arnott, I think it was, spoke about Cinderella, the story of Cinderella. And uh, a lot of us women have grown up with that story. Um, you guys probably did not read that Cinderella story quite as much. But the focus is that the knight in shining armor is going to come and rescue us. And, and you know, actually that's a legitimate picture. That God is going to give uh, us women somebody who's going to protect us here down on this earth. And after our dads, after we leave our home, that someone is going to protect us. And I think Paul's going to cover all that. But as you spoke about this girl, Sam... I think uh, that's that's a wonderful story because in this day and age, the world would say, "No, no, no! You you've got to be a career woman, and not that being in in the world in business or or any kind of you know career is a bad thing." But that is the emphasis now, so it's not wrong to say, "Yeah, I I would like to get married someday," and yes, um, I have these thoughts about my knight that's going to come and rescue me, one that will protect. And uh, I was just listening on the radio recently, and there is a book called Raising a, a Modern Day Knight. In other words, training, training men to be the kind of men, godly men, that God wants you to be. And of course, then we women need the other side of the book. We need to be trained also. Not necessarily to be the Cinderella, but to be a godly woman. Excuse me. Go ahead. Good show. <laughs> I might have heard you again. I've got the. Uh...
I think you said I had a helmet on, or somebody said I had a helmet yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. So you're I in must charge. Be the what a good role model. Marry someone just like Paul, because oh he's the most wonderful. So, we. The difficulty can be that we have a culture, kind of a dating culture, that can make it very difficult, especially for girls. And there are those who have tried to tweak that. Joshua Harris was one. He kissed dating goodbye. And some might say, well, that was a good step, but it may not have helped girls, and they might want to kiss Joshua Harris goodbye. <laughs> Is that making it any easier for us? So I, I want to just share a couple things about marriage. Or just kiss Joshua Harris. <laughs> 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 Be bold. Be bold. <laughs> That's okay. I don't want to. You don't. <laughs> He's married, by the way. <laughs> he kissed. He kissed dating and courtship and everything goodbye. He got married. <laughs> there was actually a response to that too. It was called "I gave dating a chance." Yeah. It's actually a really good book. Okay. It levels things out a lot more nicely. So. All right. Good. So just a couple things to think about, and I'm going to share uh, some of the qualities I see that girls should be looking for, and invite the girls to respond, and then qualities that guys should be looking for in girls. One thing that I feel we can help with is in the whole discipling. As we disciple people, we help prepare them for marriage. We help them to get healthy, get whole. The best thing I can do as a single person is get as healthy as I can get. Because the more healthy I get, the better spouse I'm going to be. So whatever you can do to get healthy, we're not going to get 100% healthy. Graham Cook says he, the Lord heals us 80% and then gives us friends. <laughs> so you're all a little weird. Like me. Second thing is that we can we can have others help us to move toward marriage and maybe even to make some good decisions. I'll give you a very personal example from a friend of mine who was over at Northwestern, who was the librarian, Dale... Um, pardon? It, had a, it has a Swedish name, Dale, something like that. Anyway, he was tenured at Northwestern College, and I, I would go over to the library and, and spend some time in Fern studying, and then I'd talk to Dale. Dale said to me one day, we were talking about marriage, and he said, I would like to be married. He isn't a young adult. He's, he was in his early 50s, I think. I'd like to be married. I'm really shy. And some guys are like that, right? I mean, you know, you, you can be scared. The, the, the girls can be waiting and guys can be scared and, and not going, going out of step out. And Dale was one of those. 
I said, is there anybody you particularly like? And he said, well, there's a lady in the music department, Lois Lane. That's my uncle, Dale. That's your uncle, Dale. Talking By the about way, it. I love my new aunt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, Lois Link, I know Lois. She was in my congregation in California, in San Pedro. I said, Dale, would you want me to find out about Lois and, uh, you know, just see. That next Sunday, I was preaching at Elmwood Evangelical, where Fred Tony is pastor, and Lois Link goes to Elmwood. She came walking out. I said, Lois, I want a word with you. I said, you know that librarian guy named Dale? Is there any chance that you could be ever interested in him? Say, for instance, that Dale would be to express an interest in you is there any chance that that would be reciprocal? And she smiled, and she said, I think Dale is a wonderful man. I said, thanks for that information. I got home, and at 1.30 that afternoon, I called Dale. I said, Dale, go for it. They, they are now happily married, and he left Northwestern to become a missionary up in Alaska. They were just down a couple months ago. The reason I share that is that in the biblical culture, parents helped out. They actually help to arrange sometimes, arrange marriages. I'm not talking about arranged marriages. But where you know people that love and care about you, they may be able to give you help. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind, alright? And the third thing is I want to de demystify the matter of guidance. Because some of you feel, I've got to find that perfect mate. And I want to make sure it's the one. And man, you better make good sure. Because you don't want to miss, you don't want to marry a plan B spouse. You want plan A, right? Some people are so frightened by that. I think of a guy named Jerry. And he was praying, he, he fell in love with a girl and he wanted to marry her and someone said are you sure it's God's will so he wanted to make sure he prayed and prayed and prayed he didn't hear anything and he felt okay heaven is silent I better not take a step she finally got tired of waiting married someone else broke his heart I think God was saying hey you love the girl you got good guidance marry her slipper the question but because the feeling he had about guidance and about this perfect one. Let me say another thing to you. You may not hear this. Don't anybody marry somebody because God told you to. 
marry somebody, I'll tell you, I'll explain this. Marry somebody because you are really in love with them. And because it's confirmed by friends and it's confirmed by God. Now the reason I say that is because I have friends who married because God told them to. Thirty years later, they're saying, God didn't tell me to. And see, you can, you, can, you can not be responsible because God tells you something. Now, I believe in the guidance of the Lord. I believe God speaks to us and He confirms truth. But if I am thinking God told me to and I marry for that reason, I may marry someone that I'm not attracted to out of duty rather than out of delight. And 20 years later, I'm still feeling that duty and if I gave Karen flowers, and she said, why are you doing this? Because I sometimes do her flowers. And, and she said, well, honey, it's not even my birthday. It's not my anniversary. Why are you doing this? I said, because it's my duty. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be back in my face. Well, they'd be back in my face. And I, I know people who have simply based on what they thought God was saying, and they went ahead and did it. They didn't get counsel, they didn't walk with other people, and they, they made a decision based on what they thought God was saying. And of course God leads us. Of course God can make it clear by talking. I've heard someone, some people say, the Lord is telling me that you're supposed to be my spouse. Well, that, you know, that, that's a pretty heavy word. Give to somebody. So take caution in that area and walk, walk with other people and get confirmation from them and then let the Lord speak to you. But don't, uh, don't get hung out there because, well, you think that you're supposed to do this out of duty. Because one thing I'm going to say later is that that uh, attraction is a part of marriage. Amen. Do I hear it? Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it needs to be there. Okay. Now, let me just share with you. I'm going to start with... Uh, Girls, what should you look for in a husband? Mark Fleming, but you can't have one. <laughs> well taken. I'll share some things, and if, if you want to add anything else, or if Mark, you want to add, say anything. First thing, you should look for a man who is in Jesus Christ. And the reason I say that is pretty obvious. Do not be unequally yoked, the Bible says. And... Uh, while I rejoice in any kind of missionary dating that has brought a boyfriend or a girlfriend or even a spouse to the Lord, don't make that a pattern. 
because uh, girls, if you are in love with somebody and they do not know the Lord, and you think you're moving toward marriage, you can either break your heart now by giving that up, or you can break your heart over and over and over again by marrying that person. Because what's going to happen is that on Christmas, when you want to have Christ in Christmas and He's indifferent, it's going to break your heart. And when the extended family comes over and you want to have a special time of prayer and He couldn't care less, it's going to embarrass you and it's going to break your heart. And you come home from a neat Holy Spirit conference where John or not spoke and you want to share it, you can't share it with them. This most dear thing in your life, you can't share. And so, please, do not think that you're going to win to the Lord. Talk to somebody who is married to somebody who doesn't know the Lord and ask them to share honestly with you about the sorrows that are there. Now, wonderfully, some have come to the Lord. I want to stop right here, and I want to, I want to ask you to make a commitment. And here's the commitment. By God's grace, I will not marry someone who doesn't know Jesus. That's the commitment, okay? If you want to say that with me, by God's grace, I will not marry someone who isn't a Christian. Girls. And guys. You can say it too. <laughs> Ready? Yes. By God's grace, I will not marry someone who isn't a Christian. Second, girls, a man who is godly. <clears throat> you don't want someone who's just a Christian. You want somebody who loves God more than they love athletics. I love athletics. If you know me, you know that I love athletics. But I love God more. And I would rather have kids who are Christians than kids who are athletes. But there are men who are Christians but are more concerned about their golf handicap than opening the book. You want to find out that your friend loves the Word of God. If you never see him open the book, don't expect him to do it after you get married. You'll be raising your kids to love Jesus if he's a Christian and he's not godly and he's more concerned about who won the Super Bowl than whether or not his children are living in Christ. So don't, don't, don't get enmeshed with someone who will go to church with you, but their, uh, their character doesn't show that they are passionate about Jesus Christ. Psalm 112 blesses the children of the man who fears the Lord. Yeah, The man has to be the spiritual leader of the household and really sets like the covering for the family. And without that, I feel like it's just prone to a lot more attack and vulnerability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jackie, is he doing that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, the word the word submission has fallen on on bad days, and sometimes it's because it's abused, and men can uh, dominate. But where you have a man who loves you like Elijah loves you, submitting is not a bad word, is it? No. I've never understood it until now. But you can even sense it and feel it moving from my parents' family to now his family, like, it feels different. Oh. Yeah. Where a husband does what the Bible tells him to do, love his wife like Christ loved the church, and I'm not there yet, but I'm on the way, then, then submitting, giving in, being under that covering is not a demeaning thing. It's a it's a very satisfying thing. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to open our Bibles now to Ephesians 5 and cross out the word submission because we've got a better idea. I just want to give it a proper understanding, a biblical understanding, so that uh, a woman says, I would love to be submitted to someone like you. And that doesn't mean I have the final word. It means I speak the final word. She may have the final word. She may have the word of the Lord in a situation, which she often does, like Sarah did with Abraham. The Lord told Abraham, whatever she says, do. So she often has it. I will speak it. I, the buck stops with me. So I take the responsibility. I'm accountable to God more than she is. And there, there is a difference between the sexes. There is a difference between the genders. And our, biologically, there's a difference. Emotionally, there's a difference. Physically, there's a difference. Spiritually, there's a, a difference. So I, I bear a responsibility for the direction of the family that, that she holds as a mother. And I believe that women are leaders like men. I'm a leader, she's a leader. The Bible talks about that. So in the church, we need men to, to be strong and lead. We need women who are involved in leadership. But as a, as a, a father of this household, Books off to me, but she got a word to say. I think maybe Elijah, and maybe that was mentioned, but I, I think a lot of ways we're protected that way. You know, we're vulnerable. God made us with sensitive hearts, and that's our strength, but it can be our downfall, too. So God made us balanced as male and female, husband and wives. And this was His, this is how He decided. From Genesis, all the way from the beginning. So, yes, plan. Elijah. Yeah, I, he has a question. <laughs> Mostly what I meant in that, like, I've sensed more and more of a responsibility of having that covering as a protection, not as much as, like, not controlling or, like, leading, yes, but not just that, but more of providing the protection. And um, that I feel like God... Um, now that I am a husband, that he gives me a, an authority in that area and a, the ability to be a protector spiritually. And with that comes a burden and a, a responsibility because I have that. Realized I have it more than I knew before and that I have to use it. And if he doesn't, bad things happen. But he does. <laughs> you made a good choice. He made a good choice. I'm going to give you two more, and then I'm going to stop. I'm not even going to get to the other side. I'm just going to, uh, tonight, talk about this side, and then we can, we can get on uh, later to the others. A man who is selfless. The reason I say that is that it's easy for men to be selfish 
and to be concerned about their own things. One woman, I heard about this woman who was complaining to her psychologist that she was saying about her selfish husband, and the, the guy wouldn't believe her. He can't be that selfish, that self-centered. And she said, yes, well, give me an example. She said, well, for instance, he won two tickets to go to Hawaii. And so he went twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, you're right. Very, 
very difficult. So make sure you look and see what he gets done, what he can do. Do you define industrious? Oh, it's the opposite of someone who is lazy, passive, uh, apathetic. He's more of a spectator. You know, he's, he's got to watch all the latest movies. He's got to. He's got to see it. It's life is coming this way rather than being aggressive and and doing what he can do. Weak sauce. You, pardon? Weak sauce. Yeah. Yeah. You want you you want a husband who is a father and who who has an aggression about him that that things need to get happen. He needs to address issues with his children. He's going to address. He's going to provide. He's going to he's going to get the job done. Whatever it, it takes. Girls, let's take a few minutes now. Are there uh, things that you are looking for in a man and a future mate that, uh, or those of you that are married can say, hey, this is what I got, this is what I, you know. Oranges. What? what? I said oranges. Pell? Pell? Yeah. Um, I personally think that you have to have a spouse who um, encourages you, like in your walk. In, um, in your gifts, in your talents. Um, I mean, it's one thing to have a man who, you know, loves the Lord, wants, you know, wants more of the Lord, but it's another thing to have someone who sees what you know how to do, or you are good at, or where God's blessed you, and really point those out to you and encourage you in those. And I know I have that, and I have not had that in other relationships, and it makes it much more poignant for me that it's like, I've been missing this in other relationships, and it's it's now, I mean, like, I've never had anyone who's been encouraging to me to, you know, continue with my gift of music and my gift of photography and just the things that I excel in, and I am overwhelmed at times just with the fact that I am encouraged, like, why would I not want to do it if I'm being encouraged, you know, and that's kind of the whole you know, sharing your dreams and daring to dream, is that if you've got dreams and the person you're with can't really get behind him and doesn't really care that much about what you want to do, you know, and doesn't want you to be involved in their dreams, you know, you may want to reevaluate. Raise your hand if you're engaged. Okay, we've got two couples. Anybody else here? Yeah, I hear you. Raise your hand if you're married. What? Okay, we had quite a few couples here, right? married couples. Okay, what did you want to share? Um, well, I, it, I think it can sound a little bit cliche, but I think if you, if you sort of let it sink in, it, it's quite profound. And I don't have that much wisdom. I have like three and a half months worth of wisdom, so sort of a baby still. But um, I think someone who understands and is willing to admit that love is an action, is a verb, and is a choice, is not a feeling. And I know that, you know, people say that often and it can be sort of flaggy, but, you know, love is not a feeling, it's a choice, or whatever, but if you, I mean, there are, there are, you know, times when it's like, I just, I just don't like you, but I do love you, you know, and I, I will love you, not that I feel like I love you, but I, today I will wake up and I will love you, I will verb love you, because that is what I'm called to be. And, um, that's very good. Did you find it a little harder than you thought it was going to be to do that? 
Yeah, I do. And I and I, I sort of knew it in my head, you know, like, well, duh, love is not a feeling, it's a choice or whatever. I sort of had that in, in my mind, but yeah, I have I have found it difficult. You know, I mean, I How many married people have found it was it's been harder than you thought it was gonna be? Raise your hand. Yeah, may other spouse close your eyes. <laughs> you know, Karen and I we found it harder. In fact, her dad tried to warn me of that. And I wasn't I was really a good girl. You <laughs> I made it hard. I made it hard. <laughs> You know that they grown and learned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we want to wrap this up. What a special night! Oh my! What a special night! God really spoke to us. I I'm gonna go back and listen to these words, and if um, if any of you are, are wanting to write them down, that would mean a lot too. Oh. Holy Spirit, you who woo people to the bridegroom, you know how to do it. Stir, stir in our hearts. And Lord, we know that you have marriage for almost everyone in this room. That's your plan. And we bless any here who feel particularly lonely or feel particularly afraid that, that they might miss out. I love what Mark Herringshaw said in one conference. He said, everybody is lovely to somebody. And I bless you girls uh, with a, a beauty in Christ, attractive on the outside and attractive on the inside. And... Uh, I, I bless you with a confidence in God who has plans for you. I bless you with an increase of the Holy Spirit. encourage your heart. Mm -hmm. May his presence so uh, be strong in your life that you will know, you will almost feel his, the light of his countenance radiating, uh, strengthening your heart day by day. As you wake up in the morning, you will sense his presence. 
his presence and hear his voice so that you will say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I belong to you, and I want to draw closer to you so that I may even hear your heartbeat and know that you love me so much that I can share your love, that I can give your love away to those that you show me to, uh, to male and female. Lord, draw them to you first, and then you will show them what mate you have for them, and meanwhile, who they are to go and share your grace, your love, your salvation. Thank you, thank you, Father. As, as Paul was praying that first prayer, we said, um, God is married for almost all. When he said the word almost, I kind of felt some people's spirits in the room just kind of, mm. kind of yeah. take a hit. And yeah. I know, you know, uh, yes. you know that a lot of times we hear that and we think, well, I desire marriage, but if mm. most people are, I'm probably in the, in the few people that God does want that for. And that's not what Paul was saying. And I, I really want to encourage you to, if you desire to be married, if you desire to have a mate, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then God's going to honor that desire. And He's not going to deny you something that you want. Um, Thank you for it, saying it, it, that. It, it's, it's God who, who will put those desires in you for a mate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paul does say, and that's something that's better for some people to remain single, and God's mm -hmm. going to put that desire in your heart to remain single. He's not going to deny you the gotcha. desires of your heart. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. So I want to encourage you that when Paul says, for some people in this room, if you desire that, if you really desire that mate, then it's for you. Good. Pray that, and uh, and then I'm going to pray the benediction over you. And then, uh, Karen and I, if, if uh, you're able to stay in here for a while, we just want to pray with anybody who wants prayer, or if you want to pray with somebody. This is, this is for prayer time, plenty of fellowship and food out there. And so kind of quickly move from this room to the other room, unless you want to hang and pray with somebody. <coughs> the Spirit has been so strong here. So if you're new to this and you're confused or afraid and want to speak with us, we'd be glad to talk with that, talk with you about that, or plenty of people here would like to talk with you. Drew? Guy, thank oh. you that and when our joy is in you and when our hope and our life is in you that you, you give us the desires of our heart yes. Yes. that, that yes. you put your desires in our heart and that God you love to, to reward your children you love to give your children good presence yeah. Lord I, I just speak that over every heart here now in this room right. That's mm -hmm. right. that, that you love to give your kids good presence mm -hmm. yes. and, and that, that presence can come in the form of a person sometimes too God of a mate of a spouse mm -hmm. Lord, so mm -hmm. we, we just hold on to that hope that we have in you and that joy that we have in you. And Lord, let us be found in you first. Yeah. Let us be found in you first and then God we, we thank you for for choosing us first. Yes. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, the gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor. Grant you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Still going, is it? Okay. Yeah.